0: Hey there. Good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Uh, and again, I'm joined by Katie Lilly from Lillyfield Accounting Solutions. Welcome. Thank
1: you. Glad to be here.
0: Yes. So we are uh, session four, episode four, as we go through the book Traction by Gino Wickman, and um, we're actually, even though this is session four, we've broken up chapter three. Into a couple of different components because there's so much in this particular uh, uh, chapter that, that we, we don't want to shortcut because it's critical. Um, you know, we spoke last time we got together uh, about finding your uh, core values and your core focus. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> today's session, what we're going to do in this chapter is we're going to talk about. Uh, what's important and how to? What are the core t- uh, sort of tenets of your marketing strategy for your business? So this is obviously a real sweet spot for me. Uh, and and Katie Lily, I'm looking forward to just some of your feedback and what you thought about as you went through the book. So the uh, Gino sort of paints this picture that uh, when you're creating your marketing strategy, the four things that you need to obviously keep in mind are who is your target market. Uh, what are your three unique value propositions? What is your process? And then what is your guarantee that you offer? Um, so let's let's kind of break this down. Um, and I think the one thing that really struck me um, as I read was he starts this section off and he talks about businesses need to stop thinking about trying to be the one-stop shop. Um, and in trying to provide everything to everyone, and I, I know I have some uh, my industry in in marketing and advertising, it's it's a big thing. But I, w- I want to hear your thoughts on how you think that relates in the accounting world, and and what you sort of thought like, okay, I'm drawing the line. This is where we are, and this is what we're doing.
1: Right. So I talked a little bit about it last podcast um, when we decided to just be a bookkeeping firm. So I naturally thought when um, I opened my firm that to be competitive, I needed to add tax services Mm. as well. And I even got that feedback from clients, you know, because the clients that I was doing the books for, they trust me, they want to go find somebody else. So they're like, please do our taxes, please do our taxes. And, um, and I, and I dove into it for a little bit and I realized I, I hate it, Mm. you know, and I, I don't enjoy it. And, um, it's not something that's, it doesn't fit my core value of fun. Mm. So, um, which I've decided to adopt the core value. Yeah. So, um, so that's when I finally made the decision. And, and for me, it's a little bit different because it, there's a little bit of ego involved in there for me because I was a CPA in a former life. I was on the audit side, and um, that that's pretty prestigious, mm, right? Yeah, right. Um, and so there was a little bit of uh, an ego thing for me because sometimes we'll be called just a bookkeeper you're just a bookkeeper.
0: Right, right. Right.
1: And so, you know, sometimes you're like, glorious yeah, and yeah, glamorous. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, if you're at the fancy cocktail party and they're like, what do you do? You know, um, I, from, so now, you know, I have to say I'm just a bookkeeper. So, you know, um, so, but the fact of the matter is, is that I love Bookkeeping. It is so much more about the systems and helping that small business owner like just get the off the ground running. And that is my passion. And creating the whole back office systems so that my clients can thrive and do what they do. And we take care of things in the back. Um, and that
0: mm. that's
1: what allowed us to really get that core focus um and and not try to be everything to everybody.
0: Yeah, I I think that um one of the most difficult things for a business to say is the two-letter word. Which? Oh, no. No.
1: Yeah, I know. No,
0: I can't do that. Right. And, and you know, the, the fact of the matter is the, 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 the literal answer is, yes, I, I have the ability and I can do it, but it's not in line with my core values. It's not in line with my core focus. And it's not a part of the vision and the direction that I want to take. Right, the company, um, and and I think a lot of startups as well as companies, you know, like mine that are you know three decades old. I mean, we've seen this huge wave in in public relations, marketing, and advertising over the last three decades. I mean, we've seen this huge shift of you know in the in the you know eighties, people wanted you know lots of television, lots of billboards, right. and, and lots of um,
1: print. Male, you know, mail.
0: Earned media, uh reporter stories and yeah. things like that. Like right. because that's where the attention was, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you turned on your TV and that is where you lived, you right. know, or or you turned on your radio, radio. Your yeah. That's what I was gonna say,
1: right? And that
0: is where you lived, you right. know. Um, and so having that kind of relationship in my business during that time and and really on through the nineties and up through early two thousands, but Obviously, for us, things are shifting and have shifted in just the last half decade Mm -hmm. where, you know, we now walk around with the Internet in in our pocket, (laughs) literally. You know, so the world and the world's attention is in our pocket. Right. You know, so when when a commercial comes on, you know, we grab our phones or we don't even watch commercials at all because we've cut the cord and we're not even or or we've got DVR on demand right you know i mean all the different things so so that's really kind of crazy so it's then starts to create this you know if someone comes to me and says i want to do this media buy then you know and and we want to do this television you know buy and i'm like That's really overpriced and it's not where the attention is. Are you sure that's what you want to do? Yes, I can get it, but no, I don't think it's a good idea. Right. Because you're paying an astronomical amount, an overpriced amount, and the attention is
1: very small. That's so interesting you said that because a similar experience for me kind of is I got a call uh, from a lead, I had a lead mm-hmm. and he said he was an Amazon reseller mm. and I, I just, I don't has inventory, right? He has inventory and he has retail, it's retail inventory and then probably a lot with the back end of Amazon. Um, and I just, I had to be really honest with him. I said, I don't doubt for a second I can learn it, but you're going to be paying for my learning curve. And that's not fair to you, mm. you know? And, uh, So, and, and the, the cool thing about it was he was like, I really appreciate your honesty. Right. You know what I mean? Cause uh, maybe someone else would have been like, okay. And then, you know, he would have gotten this bill, like what in the world? So, um, so I don't know. I just, I feel like it's just being really honest yeah, yeah, about what's important to you and, and looking out for them, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're looking out for your customer you're saying that's not where people are looking at ads. And that's
0: not where the attention is. right? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, again, you know, I think that Gino kind of breaks this into four components and talks about your target market, your three uniques, your process and your guarantee. So you've kind of mentioned it. um, Part of your target market is service based businesses. Correct. So what 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 other kind of breakdowns do you have in your target market, would you say?
1: Okay, so um, my service based business. Uh, no inventory which we talked about mm-hmm. uh no construction or contract um clients and then the like from the uh, standpoint I-, I need somebody that's uh usually the owners do the books Mm -hmm. until they just can't anymore. So I'm looking for those where the owner's just completely overwhelmed and they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I've hit the wall. I can't go any further. If I'm doing this, I need to pass it on to somebody else. Right. So that's the point of entry for us and then go all the way to where um, it really makes more sense for them to have either a controller or a CFO On board. So we're kind of in the middle there. So, you know, we want to help our clients grow to almost outgrow outgrow us. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we want our clients to get so big that they've got to have an accounting department (laughs) and then we'll be happy to help staff their accounting department, you know? um, But so there's like a sweet spot there of not only service-based, but this size. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure.
0: Yeah, so I, I think what we've learned over the years is that, you know, for the last three decades, we've worked with literally hundreds of associations, um, being that we're located in Tallahassee, um, it, which is the capital, and the legislative, uh, you know, body meets here. So businesses who, um, you know, serve other businesses or or other members that are spread throughout the state. So. I, I would say that our our target audience is sort of a state uh, reach
1: yeah, right. type
0: business, you mm-hmm. know. So um, I, I think that would be one component of it. And through the throughout the years, what we've seen is that you know through our our leadership, our our execution of campaigns for the association level members of that association look ah. up to. Right. The association and say, well, who did that for you? Right, and then they're they're able to refer us to their members. That's good, and so that's worked out really well. I think the other thing that we're um, that we've worked with is this sounds crazy is um, companies who are struggling, mm-hmm. who who want to increase their sales, um, and and so I think you know we usually don't get people who are like just jamming and and being successful like. Cause they think they have it figured out. So great. More power to them.
1: Right. Mostly. Or they may have a full-time marketing person. on They
0: have them in house. Right. 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 Um, You know, and then I think the other thing is we do work with um, at the local level um, businesses that are um, what I would call mature, you know, you know, maybe they've been around for 10, 20, 30 years, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and they're a small group. Maybe they have, you know, just a, a, an executive director and a, and a staff person. So they're either a two person or or one person, you know, operation. organization, operation, but they need staff, but it makes more sense to hire us compared to trying to hire a, you know, $60,000 marketing person, which ends up costing them 80000 85000 right. when you put in workers comp and paid time. You know, you get an entire team with three And that three person
1: teams. may or may not work out. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you're back to square one if you have to rehire. So yep. Yep. yeah, that makes sense.
0: So so yeah, okay, cool. Um, so that's target market for each of us. Let's talk about uniques. Tell me some uniques about my uniques. Okay. Unique value propositions for your business.
1: Okay, so my number one unique is that we are early adopters of QuickBooks Online. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, I need to get the the stats on how many conversions I've done. Mm. Um, maybe t- t- between ten and fifteen conversions from desktop to QuickBooks Online. Have two more scheduled next week. So we're move we are helping people move from being chained to the desktop to being in cloud-based accounting. Um, And it's not a hard process. The actual transition takes like 20 minutes. It's uh, the the processes that change because a lot of things are automated that weren't before. Mm. And so the processes behind the scenes kind of change with how you are doing things. But. Not a whole lot of people in Tallahassee are changing to QuickBooks Online. Mm. QuickBooks Desktop has worked. I mean, why? They're it's sticking not, it's with not the status a, quo. Exactly. Well, yeah. And it's and not broken. Comfort. Right. It's not broken. Right. So why fix? Not it? yet. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Because eventually desktop will be phased out. Right. You know, it, it's inevitable. Yeah. And now we'll be ahead of that curve saying, look at us. We've done 50, 100 conversions, you know, and right. who are you going to pick? Sure. Right. So that's our number. That's one of our three uniques. The second one I mentioned earlier, bookkeeping only. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. So that makes us a little yep. bit unique. Um, and then my other is our workforce. So um, I structured the firm to work for me and my lifestyle. I I don't think you've ever heard me call myself this, but I'm a hybrid mom. <laughs> hybrid. I'm not Very stay. Cool. I'm not stay at home. Right. But I'm not full time working. Mm -hmm. I am like, so I I don't really, you know, when they do the wars working moms versus stay at home moms, I'm kind of like on the fence, like, Hey, (laughs) see both sides. So um, I wanted a job where I could drop my kids off, go to work, pick my kids up. Mm -hmm. Super, super important to me. And so I, um, I just structured my job around that. And so our work, that's how our workforce is. We have no salaried people. We are all hourly. Mm -hmm. You work, you get paid for what you work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you figure out when your hours are and when you're going to do them and
0: you get the work done,
1: you get the work done. That's great. And so I have to look for super responsible people that just want to get in there, get it done and get on with their their life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That responsible and that I know they're going to get the work done. You yeah. know, we've set up everything. They know exactly what they need to do. They get in, they get out um, and onto their family life. And that's the the workforce piece has been really, really unique very and good. cool. So, yeah,
0: yeah. very good. Um, I think for us, um, you know, again, you know, when, when we started the company, uh, when, when Rick Oppenheim started the, the firm, um, three decades, he was he was the first firm in Tallahassee, um, and and really deployed the integrated marketing communication mm-hmm. strategy. And the reason why that was so different than what was happening at the time was you had you know companies who were who were you know basically doing the silo type activities when it came to public relations and marketing and advertising, and so. It wasn't about us, um, our company, fulfilling all of the different things, but it was about us being strategic on behalf of the client to say, OK, you know, if we're going to have this message on this platform, then how do we make sure that the the, the same message is consistent in a different format? So if mm. in video the message is here, how do we tell that same story on a website, on a different well, or yeah, social
1: media, right,
0: right, you know, and, and back then it was how do you tell the same story in video that you do in print,
1: right, right, right,
0: and so it was working together with our companies, you know, maybe they had a their own videographer, or maybe they had their own, you know, uh, radio personality, you know, we were one of the first firms that really pulled pulled those things together to make sure that you know you you had that consistency in your messaging, um, so I think. You know, again, being innovators has, has really been, you know, um, a, a mark of this agency for a long time. And I think, again, within just the last few years, you know, looking at social and, and digital and, and the attention game, you know, mm-hmm. that we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think we are really dedicated to seeing our clients' success first yes so like almost like um you know it's like we put their best interest in front of our own right right because right. we know if they win we win right you know um and so I think that um well I I would think that all companies do
1: that they probably don't well at, at the back end it does it's not it's not what happens I think it goes back to maybe here's a perfect
0: one. example here's a perfect example okay. So in the digital space right now, um, you know, Apple came out with this idea that when you put an app in the app store and you sell the app for, you know, ninety nine or whatever, you know, their percentage rate is 30%. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden this industry standard for digital commission was 30%. So, you know, in traditional media, um, you know, 15% media commission has been a standard for 50 years going back, you know, mm-hmm. five, six decades. Um, You know, but we're looking at a completely different um, model where we have a flat rate for our creative services, our strategic services, and then what the budget is for the client in digital. There's no markup.
1: Right. Right, 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 right.
0: So, like, if we're doing Facebook ads for you, if we're doing Google ads for you, you know, there's no markup from us. Right. (laughs) That's huge. Like, that turns your... You know, so if you were at some other agency and you were placing a ten thousand dollar buy, your ten thousand dollar buy is actually seven thousand dollars.
1: Cause they're taking their cut.
0: Because they're taking thirty percent. Got it. So now on our side, we're we're putting all ten thousand dollars of your buy in the buy, which means your 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 money's stronger and and, and can buy more. Right. You know, right. Um so I think that's definitely a very unique um, uh, uh, model, and and so there's there's a lot of, of of agencies that that don't like me and don't like our our practice because we're cutting into their biggest margins. Right. Um, but those those models that they're charging on, like they're broken. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. You know. Anyway, I, they're the
1: way we've always done it. The way we've always
0: done it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I, I think that's definitely um, unique. And then I think the other thing that's um, really unique that even in just the last 18 months has transformed the entire way we think about um, getting our message out for our clients, and that's digital at scale, which basically means we're we're no longer following the traditional agency marketing strategy of we're going to create this one single piece of content and then we're going to try to just blast it all over the universe digital print you know billboard media whatever no we want to take basically and look at our businesses who is their who is their customer what's important to their customer but then break it down so you know You and I are both customers of an an automotive group, right? Right. But your motivations to buy a car are different than motivations for me. Right. You know, and they're different than the 28-year-old, right? Right. Right. So we look at the demographics, the psychographics, and the geographics, and then we contextualize or make content personalized for each one of those segments and then deploy a creative set that responds to each one of those segments and those motivations. So we've destroyed the one piece model and deployed this army, this massive amount of creative. And what's happening on the flip side is people are are being, you know, the the target audience is being spoken to and receiving that message on a one-to-one basis. And they're responding, right? They're they're responding with questions or they're like favoriting it or sharing it. And so what happens is, As they do that, that again exposes
1: it to the same people that are in the same circle, right? Right, exactly right. So,
0: when you share that content, you're going to share with people who are just like you, right? All the moms, right? So, instead of me (laughs) having to push all my money in to get my message out, I'm sending it out individualized to those people, and then in turn, they're sharing it with their friends, right? right? So, it's the viral. Right. Characteristic right. of the social web. And and that is really something that gets, that turns your company, that turns marketing pennies into marketing dollars. Right. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So process. Um Again, I think what I just kind of talked about is our process that breaks down. So, why don't you talk about your process?
1: Okay. So, our process is standardized, standardized, standardized. So, everything we do from the minute we log on to QuickBooks to the time we send out our reports is standardized for every single client. And we do the same thing for every single client with respect to bookkeeping. Now, what makes us unique is that we may create a system tailored to that particular client. Um, for example, I think I mentioned this yesterday when I was um, giving a, a talk. Um, uh, if you've got someone, like I've got a a, a client that uh, does a lot of like repairs and maintenance and he's in the car all the time, mm. right? And so he he's not sitting at a desk You know, logging in and doing a whole lot of email and stuff. He's out there, you know, repairs, whatever. So we're going to create a system for him that works. Mm -hmm. Um, And that might just be an accordion file in his front seat of his truck where he just throws stuff in by month Mm -hmm. Um, or snaps pictures. You know, we we try to do that too, where they snap a picture of their receipt and Mm -hmm. send it our way. So we'll set up like an email address, like a receipts at, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. client.com and they'll just shoot receipts. There and we'll pick them up to attach them in QuickBooks. So we just, we develop those kind of systems that are going to work for the client, not come up with this is the absolute system that you must follow. We actually, we really dive into how do you work? You know, are you this kind of uh, a worker that learns by listening, by doing? You know, what's your typical day look like? And how can we make a system that is just going to be natural for you to do? Right. Um, right. And then we work that into our normal standardized Lily field processes. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. I think for us, um, whether it's a website project or whether it's a campaign for a client, I think that we've really honed our our process down to where you know before we get the first live web page up or before we get the first live you know facebook or instagram ad you know running you know the first thing that we do is really do a deep dive into our clients their industry their business what's important to them what are their goals and objectives what are their target audiences you know what is their reach um, you know, and then we map that out in a 12 month, uh, you know, marketing plan so that they know in advance, OK, here's the plan and here's what's being executed. And their leadership team can flip four months in advance and have an outline of here's what here's what we're going to do. And, and this these activities are, are in a line and are synced with the overall goals and objectives, as well as the strengths, weaknesses threats and opportunities for that business, Mm -hmm. right? And so, yes, do we still allow for if some type of of surprise opportunity comes up for the client? Right. Yeah, we have that, but we still have a baseline. We still have a plan. And and all of those plans in a month-to-month basis have measurement um, tools built in so we can say, what was the return on investment from these activities? So I I think that's part of a process that that our clients really value because even in the discovery of that, they really can see, oh my gosh, I wasn't even thinking about community outreach and how that might work in, you know, in my industry, you know. Um, And I think the other thing too is that um, while while the platforms um, are, are, are the same. The strategies are different. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're, we're, you know, so for like one client, um, especially for clients who have a brick and mortar location, right? So associations really don't have walk-in traffic. Right, right, right. Um, But for clients who do have that, you know, we have some different tactics that we use. So it's not that we have this cookie cutter template. That's not the case. Yes, we have some tried and true best practices that we know that work. Um, but we also think very strategically about, okay, for this particular client in this market with their, with the, with their audience, how can we garner the most attention at the lowest cost and, and give them the the largest result? Right. You right. Know? So I think we've got that process mapped down. Uh, okay. Number four, guarantee. I know when I first read the chapter and I know you kind of commented the same thing, like, you know, it's not like, you know, going to Sears and buying a, a microwave where, you know, I get a one-year warranty on on stuff. So in our industries, in a service-based business, I think, um, you know, that that is something. So give me, what are your thoughts about how you um, create a value for your client when it comes to a guarantee?
1: Right. So what I wrote down were, um, well, first it was accurate books every month, which mm-hmm. is so super easy, you know, to remember. And, and and that's the whole point of what we're doing. Accurate books every month. But then I added the word useful. Mm-hmm. So I, um, and I think that's where the value comes in. Accurate and useful books every month. Mm, because great. I can sit there and reconcile and close your books and get them to the tax accountant. Anyone can do that. That's, mm-hmm. the, commo- that's the commodity. Right. Right. But what we do is we really try to tailor the reports to how management's going to look at them, mm-hmm. so we, we we're kind of mindful on two fronts. So we're we structure the accounts so that we can get a set of books to the tax accountant that's going to make the tax accountant's life super easy. And they're gonna, and the tax accountant's not gonna be grumpy, and they're gonna love the client and love us and keep bringing us more business, right? right. So that's one one way we structure the books. But we also structure the books in a ma- manner that's gonna help management make decisions. You know, whether it's looking at AR reports and how often do they want to be looking at AR reports, um, sending payroll reports, sending. Um, profit and loss statements by different class codes. So they may have different divisions and they want to see how each division's doing budget to actual reports. So we can, we try to do um, whatever it is that the client's going to look at and how often they're going to look at. But then what we also do is we kind of just teach them because a Mm -hmm. lot of people go into business because they love what they do, not because they studied financial statements, (laughs) you know, in college or, or whatever's and, and they're, they don't want to admit that they don't want to. You know what I mean? It makes right. them vulnerable. They don't want to admit that you've given them a profit and loss statement. And they have no idea what that means. They're like, okay, you know, so you have to, I don't know, just, um, really be able to educate without being condescending. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You know, I think the two guarantees, um, that, that I think about for our, our company, um, you know, I think number one, um, you know, when we deliver a website to a client, you know, one of the things that I do is I provide uh, a couple of hours of training right after the website goes live, where we do a recorded screen share audio that's recorded. I go through and, and kind of like when you, you know, when you pick up a new car and, you know, they go through oh, yeah, and yeah, show yeah. you right. like where the knobs are and how to yes. adjust the seat and right. how to do the memory. And like, so yeah. it's, it, I think that's where this whole thing came from was because of my history in the automotive industry. So I do these recorded sessions and then, you know, we have an incredible library where these clients can access these video tutorials that's customized based on their website, right? Because there's hundreds of videos out on the web. If you just Google, you know, WordPress, how do I, you know, insert an image or whatever, uh-huh. um, but they're generic. and And so these.